<laughs> Yo, what's up? This your girl, Legendary Miss T, the queen of bouncer. Heard me, and I'm kicking it live with Nola Zine. Oh, God. one you want, I can get you book of them. <laughs> Shit. So, we already did an interview, but we're going we gonna to spice this one up. Let's spice it up. Okay. We're going to start off by giving you all your flowers for please, still being here. Please. Yeah. I appreciate y'all giving me my flowers. I love it. So, let's bring it back to the beginning. Okay. When were you first introduced to music? Oh, I was introduced to music when I was a baby, I was like five years old. My grandpa, my dad, my dad's dad had a band <laughs> and they used to play and I used to watch them play a live band. Like my dad, my, my grandpa was a musician. My grandpa like 93 years old, but I've been watching him since I was younger. Also, I used to entertain my uh, family, especially on my daddy's side. I used to have a brush in my hand. And uh, I used to be like, you, this the Trishelle Oprah Winfrey show. Because you know my real name, Trishelle. So that's what I used to say. It's Trishelle Oprah Winfrey show. And then, uh, but on my mom's side, we had a choir. My grandmother owned the church. She had a church. She made the church out of the garage. So I was in a choir. I've been in a choir since I was, yeah, since I was little. <laughs> so after getting out the choir, so that's, you know, let's bring your... I'm a New Orleans history. Oh, oh, because so you, you know from? what you say. Yeah. You said the beginning. That's yeah. the beginning. So, like, where are you from actually in New Orleans? I am from the Sixth Wall, the Treme area, where they have all the second lines and stuff. But I am from that area. It's a historical area. Um, I grew up, uh, my grandpa, I mean, not grandpa, I'm sorry. My grandmother and them owned the Fullplex. And we called it the Big House. Man, my brother used to have a record company called the Big House, Big House Entertainment. Because we was trying to like kind of model the house that we had. It was a big fullplex house that my grandmother owned. It's knocked down now, but you know, that's the area I'm from. The six wall. Six wall dude, man. <laughs> gotcha. So you have a brother, you know. My brother passed away. Don't live. Yeah, live six wall put. So like, yeah. you know. What's your greatest memory of your brother? Oh, you're so uh, what's, um, my greatest memory of my brother is, uh, just us talking on the phone about being millionaires and what we want to do because my brother is like an entrepreneur. He's like a serial entrepreneur. Like my brother sell cars, my brother sold whatever to take care of his family. And that's like my greatest memory. Like, you know how you could just sit down with your mom or sit down with your family mate and you'd be like, well, if we got a million dollars, what we'll do? Or if we got 300 million, or if we know the lottery close to a billion, Swale, because that's my nickname. They be like, if we win, what we gonna do? And, you know, and then one thing my brother used to always tell me, he used to, he used to bring me back to, like, life. Like, be real realistic with me. And he didn't give a fuck if I wanted to hear it or not. And he'd be like, motherfucker, you already got a house, you got a car, all you'll be doing is buying extra shit or upgrading. And I was like, uh -uh. And, and, and when I thought about it, I was like, well, you're not lying, you know. So that's one of my greater, greatest memories of uh, 
One thing I really loved about my brother was the protection. Protect. That's how I want my old man to be. Like, the protection? Boy, somebody, I can't even tell you who it is, but somebody called it so playing with me. All I know was I told my brother, but I didn't tell him in a messy way. I was just like, boy, you know your boy got stupid with me at a party? And he was like, what? And he was like, I said, you better not tell him nothing. All I know is he must have told that boy something. The next day, that boy was talking to me and smiling at me like we were cool. And he know he just was fussing at me from not showing up at his party. But my brother checked it. That's what I read. And, he, and not just with me, my whole family. Like, he are going at water for his family. And that's one. That's another thing I miss. The long talks we had, especially about the money talks. I love talking about money. <laughs> yeah. No. So, let's walk through your, you know, with your, with your early journeys in the 90s. Like, tell us, you know, how were you actually introduced to, you know, if bounce? New Orleans, yeah, if the bounce, like, for like the New Orleans bounce music, mm -hmm. then all the way leading up to you actually signing with Cash Money. Oh, my God, let me tell you. When Bounce came out, it was just, like, so amazing, and we had something for ourselves. So the first artist that I really was I really was into was DJ Jimmy. Oh, my God. I played that CD from front to back. He even had Bounce on bounce uh, for the Juvenile on that. So just listening to him, all his songs really made me interested in doing music. But I already and I used to be when I used to go to John Mack, I was at John Mack. Excuse me. I used to be they used to be beating on the walls and I used to be rapping back then. So I already knew I was gonna do something. <laughs> they already know either I was a dancer, a rapper, or a singer. I was doing it all when I was young. So yeah, they was on me <laughs> back then. It was on you. Mm-hmm. So um Cheeky Black used to stay around a condo from um, my grandmother. That's the fourplex I told you about, the big house, right? So she were, she was leaving um, Bell Junior High, and she was going to John Mack. At that time, I was going to Bell, and uh, I didn't know that she rapped. And, and we just started hanging and started, like, performing together. So we start, used to go to what they call, like, gong, what it was, gong shows or dong shows? That's what... I'm like, bust down just like kind of told me in an interview. Like, I'm very young. I didn't know what a gong shoe was. And we call like a gong shoe. I mean, it was gong shoe. Yeah, hit like, the bell. Yeah. They hit the bell. Boom, you got to get off. So I was in a lot of those. But this one particular show I was at, it was the Big Easy. And I've been to the Big Easy before. I remember when they had, you cash money had the artist UNLV. And that's when Bounce for the Juvenile was out. Not Bounce for the Juvenile. Uh, Jubilee All. Jubilee All was out. And they had like a showcase in there. And me and Cheeky Black had a group. <laughs> we was in a group together. I put your group name was for you go for. Wait, wait. We <laughs> have a group name, but look, my name was Terrible T. And her name was Cheeky Black. That bitch was Cheeky Black and she is cheeky like a motherfucker. So we performing. She rapping like she always be running it. Then I started rapping and then I started singing. So when I get off the mic. This tall ass man, like seven feet, gave me a card and it was Slim from Cash Money. He was like, you sound good. I like your rapping voice, but I really like your singing voice, you know. So that's how I met Cash Money. And then I saw Baby. He was in uh, he was in a Big Easy also with Slim, but I didn't know they was together at the time. But he was flirting with me. 
He didn't know I was 14 and sneaking in the club. He was like, what's up, Slim? And I was just looking at him. But he didn't know I was 14. They didn't know until, you know, I went to the office one time. <laughs> until they had to sign you, huh? Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm like, how old were you when you actually signed the cash money? I was, like, 14 when I actually signed, but I met them when I was, like, 12, 13. I was, I was out here, like, in the clubs every night. All them detail. Uh, I can't even. Uh, I can't even remember a lot of them, but I know rumors for sure. Uh, the Big Easy, just all of all of the clubs. I used to be in there, and before then, I used to uh, be performing at a lot of talent shows too, just to try to get my name out. So when people start hearing me, before I got with Cash Money, it was like. Who this girl is? So I kind of make my made myself popular because I used to run with this dude named G Money. I don't know if you remember him. He was a rapper. Oh, yeah, he was a rapper back then too. So I used to roll with him, and I was supposed to be with him. So I had like buku people wanted to fuck with me at the time, and not to mention I was fine like a motherfucker like Trina back then. So <laughs> so they always on your girl, but nobody knew how old I was because I looked it old for my age. Like right now, when I tell people I'm 44, they be like, you lying. Because I don't look 44. But when I was a teenager, I looked it older. Everybody thought I was older. And I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. So I got this question for you. What? So how did you, you know, how did that transpire? If I did it go I mean, with your mom when you was actually trying to sign the cash money when you was 14 years old? How did it go with my mom? Um... My mom them already knew that I was into music, and they had a, I forgot this guy name I used to go by and record by before I met Cash Money, and I was only was supposed to be a singer at the time, and um, so they used to bring me to the studio by the guy that was on uh, Esplanade. I forgot this man name because he really start he really really started me, and the first song I did was. I'm not the one, I'm not the one, I'm not the one. She's not the one. So I had a whole song like that, and I had my whole family on the song. So, um, what you say? <laughs> like, you know, if, how did your mama like Oh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. So she was like, uh, when I made cash money, and they was ready to sign me, because what they did, they tested me first. People don't know that. They start pairing me up with Pimp Dad. So Pim Daddy had a singing voice like I had a singing voice. So both of us sang, they wanted us to collaborate. So we collaborate. Collab hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Collaborate a lot. We did like two or three songs and the streets got into it. It was like, oh, who this girl is, who this girl is, who this girl is. So once I built a, a name for myself, then they offered me the paperwork. So then when that happened, then they had a meeting on the porch at the big house, the fourplex. And my grandmother was on the porch. Now, I remember my grandma said, just buy me a fur fucking coat. That's so all you wanted? That's all she wanted. Uh, uh, a fur uh, that's coat. all she wanted? Yeah, my grandma wanted a fur coat. Oh, uh, did you buy one? Fuck no, because I got played. <laughs> so, moving forward. 
Uh, I want you to answer this question because, like, a lot of people don't like, know this question. Like, how was Cash Money Records and before you know Lil Wayne and the Hot Boys when it was just like UNLV? Like, it was the early days of Cash Money when he had Pimp Daddy and everyone. They were they were just they was kind of like just getting off the ground like they was like early on like they didn't really know the business they had a lawyer and everything but they really didn't they knew what they was doing but they was like you know how somebody get a job don't really know the job but just on hands learning as they go they was kind of freestyling right. you know what I'm saying so you know right. but uh, go ahead what else hey, people saying? don't really like you know. People don't really hear like the early stories. They but, don't. Like, all the early record labels, because like everyone just think it was just no limit in cash money. If, like the big record labels down here, but yeah. they had big boy records and take four. They had big boy records and big boy was tearing our ass up. <laughs> so why did you say that? Because I think Chuck had more money than Baby from so many. So I don't know, but this is what I'm thinking. And because we didn't have what they had. They had limos. They had all kind of stuff. Except the earlier days. Earlier days. They had all kind of stuff that we didn't have. And then it was really popping. They had Mystical. They had the Ghetto Twins. They had Pointers of Crime. They was eating our ass up. Then PNC came out. This us. This me, baby, all of us. Back in the day. You know what I'm saying? So, they was really popping. But I think they was popping because of uh, your boy Chuck had a lot of connects. And I don't think he was from New Orleans. He was from California. So when he turned out, you ain't never hear about the big boy pool parties? Like Freaknik, from what I hear. <laughs> so like, you know, even like that early, like even like that early, I mean, Disney days, you was actually on the hooks of some of those songs. Like, I just paid attention to one of the songs. What? Because somebody threw a shot at somebody in a wheelchair. So like, you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> it was a wheelchair song. What I say? Niggas in wheelchairs, half dead as it is. So how did that song come about? Alright, let me tell you something. <laughs> BG told me he had a hook and he wanted me to sing it. That's all I did. I you didn't even come up with it. No, the one I came up with was niggas, they coming to get ya. You better watch your baby before they motherfucking split your niggas. I came up with that one. But the wheelchair, because keep in mind, I was like 16 at that time. Yeah. I didn't even know what he was talking about until I got old. I said, this motherfucker said weird niggas in wheelchairs half dead as it is. They dead <laughs> at the bottom. Because yeah. they have, you hear that? I just, it, like, I, it just caught on to me. Yeah. Put somebody through a shot at somebody in a wheelchair. I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, I heard the song. And you didn't know it was me? I knew it was you. It just dawned on me actually what you were saying on the song. I listened to him rap. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's a real shot. <laughs> I don't know who they was talking about. I know at the time we had like a lot of beef with you and but with um partners in crime. Right. And I remember BG them dissing partners in crime at the time. Well, well to the city it looked like a big boy cash money thing. Because a it lot was. of people like it was like I just interviewed up a little yacht and he was like if the beef with I'm like mystical was actually fake, but it was real with partners in crimes. I thought the mystical So was I'm gonna ask you how it was for you being a lady of cash money in the streets of New Orleans. Why the city think y'all at war with big boy records? Well, we we kind of was. Because they was really throwing shots. Especially that Mr. Cole used a hole from that three. How that yacht line? How the fuck that was not a... Uh, uh. He said it on Vlad and he said it on here. He said, he said, and he said like, Mr. Cole was more a plan. 
but part of the crown was real. Because, like, they grew up with Mystical. So they kind of, like, you know. Yeah, they say they went to school with him and he used to be a cheerleader. Right. Like, that shit was real. Right. So, I don't know how yeah. I felt. Like, how you felt and, like, and like how it was for you going through the city of New Orleans while, you know, everybody think, like, you know, your label mates and everyone was Well, they really was, they really was beefing because I really was beefing for with Cheeky. It was a real friend. That was real beef. That wasn't no... Uh, and so how did y'all beef like started? You and Cheeky Black? Well, what happened was they said Cheeky Black was at the... Uh, somebody called Baby. And they said she's at the... Remember the Lord State? She at the Lord State saying everybody say fuck Miss T, fuck Miss T. And at this time, Cheeky Black was way hotter than me. Because I had just came out with an album called Having Things. So I wasn't as popular as her doing a twerk something and all that that she had. So she just kept dissing me. And it was like, you got to diss her. And I wrote my song. Cheesy what? Cheesy who? You can't stop me. And I wrote my song. Fuck. So how many years it took for y'all both to actually, you know, call that beef off? Like, man, we... Man, as we adults. Yeah. As adults. You know, you get older, you get wise, you get mature, and you be like, that shit was stupid. But it was kind of crazy, because, like, y'all were actually friends way before that. Well, we was friends, but Chicky really wasn't my friend. Okay. You know, we was friends. You know how you hanging with somebody? You cool with your family? Not my family, then... Purple. Okay. Um. Okay, so you know what I thought the beef was? Can I say this, Queen? I thought the beef was about Pimp Daddy. Because it's all out in the public. It is. I thought the beef was about Pimp Daddy because she had relations with him. I didn't. But they had a big rumor saying I was pregnant for him. I got this in my book. My book, I Am Stronger and Wiser Now, y'all. Y'all got to go get it on Amazon. But anyway, that's what I thought it was about because my baby daddy, Dolomite, Went up to Pimp Daddy and was asking him, did we ever have something going on? Oh, he really played. Because the rumor was so big, but it was like Ja Rule. On a local level, it was like Ja Rule and Ashanti. Like, everybody thought Ja Rule and Ashanti was fucking, but she was fucking herb. It always be like that. It's a whole nother nigga. Yeah, it was a whole nother nigga, but they thought I was messing with Pimp Daddy, and I never, I never did. I don't never lie about my dating life, you know? Right. But that's what I thought it was about. She might say something different, but I, I think she said something like we was batting over the Queen of the South. But I, I wasn't. Right. So basically, you know, you thought like it was over a dude. I thought it was over Pimp Daddy, but I never, because I remember one time she called me asking me, did I, I'm going to the, when he passed away, was I'm going to the funeral? And I was like, no, because everybody was thinking I was pregnant for him. So actually, before we get off this beefing and all this, so I got to ask this question. What? Like, what was the craziest moment to you during that time of, you know, the cash money big boy beef? Man. I can't say it. Well, let me tell you the craziest beef that I had when I was beefing with Cheeky Black. Um, they had two girls in the audience like they was going to try to jump me. Right? So remember I told you earlier the protection I get from my brother? My brother with both of them hoes ass. He didn't even... Quit! Quit! He didn't even let them... <laughs> Baby start respecting my brother. Baby love Pookie. Look. He was like, what the fuck? He said he whooped both... I said, I know. And I was young because I didn't know, but I... But when they, they kept saying when I got off the stage, they was going to jump me. And he heard them. And he was like, I'm going to fuck them bitches up. And he fucked them up. <laughs> hey, but long live your brother. <laughs> I know. But that's crazy. But the beef with the... I used to be trying to stay out there, the midst of that. Because I was a young girl. 
But it was it was kind of crazy, like, because uh, it was fights and stuff like that. Uh, somebody got snuck. It, it was a lot. I wish I could say it, but it's, it was a lot. It was a lot. But, um... So, moving forward, I don't know. So, like, what year did you actually leave Cash Money? I left in 98. Okay. So, actually, before we go f a little bit further of that, what is your greatest memory of being assigned to Cash Money? Man, let me tell you something. I learned so much with them dudes. Like, I got my good things with them and my bad things with them. I never understood the protection that they used to give us when they used to have the Muslims, remember? So when they used to have the Muslims, I'm so young, I still want to be seen and be in a crowd. So they used to be saying, like, look, why you want to be out here? Like, go back. That's why we got the protection for you. Go back in the back. Why are you trying to be out there? You know, like, just trying to be cool with everybody. And now, the memory of that learned, taught me about being exclusive and value. Like, valuing yourself. Because if you saying you this, why are you trying to be in the crowd with everybody? And they showed me that with the protection and just... Now, I don't like crowds. You know, I used to want to be the center of attention. I don't like crowds. I like being in the back. Even if I go to, like you saw, the No Limit concert, where I was, in the back. I like that. So, they kind of taught me that. Like, they taught me that. They also taught me about, like, um, picking good artists and good music. Like, them dudes really had, like, an ear for music. Especially Slim. And Baby, but they really had an ear for music. That's how I know when they sign, like, Drake. And Nikki, I knew they had a part of constructing everything because they good with that. They always been good with that. Finding the right talent, you hear me? And like, and like just having cash money, like case, like he, like he sounds like y'all very young, like teenagers, like yeah, like, I was a teenager. Like he bet money on some some kids, and he yeah. won, and he won. Yeah, so that's and he kept going. One thing I did, I let me tell you something. I'm big into manifest, manifesting right big uh, I'm big on manifesting right now, right? So when I was younger, I didn't never knew what it was, right? Baby had baby and Slim had a uh office at the gas building. It's like right around here on Canal Street somewhere, right? This fucking man had a million dollars on the fucking wall and used to purr to that bitch all the time and say, T that's me. And you know, when somebody doing that, you just like, oh, all right, or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever. That shit came to pass for him. Because he kept believing it. He kept speaking it. And another thing I, I used to like about them, they didn't care what nobody said. Because I remember somebody at the time, you had like artists like Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston. It was, excuse me, it was more like glamorous. I didn't really identify with them. I identify with like Mary J, Queen Latifah. Because a lot of them was from where I was from, from the hood. Not saying that Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey wasn't. I just ain't identify with them with the ball gowns and all that bullshit. So when Mary J came and Faith Evans and all them, I kind of identify with them because they was more soulful, like my voice. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, man, Cash Money, somebody told, I can't tell y'all who it is, but somebody was like, she don't look like no R&B singer or something. It was just like really attacking my looks. And Baby was like, because you know there's a lot of colorism, you know. And Baby was like, I don't give a fuck what they talking about. We putting you out. And they they, they had their own rules. They didn't give a fuck about 
who said this or who said they did what the fuck they want. And that's what I really did like about them. Because you don't get too many people like that. You get people... That help. goes hard behind you as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I miss that. I really miss that about them. But being with them, I was so young. I didn't really understand the business, so I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wish I was who I was. I wish I was who, like, who I am now. I wish I was that person. Right. <laughs> so, like, moving forward, you know, leaving cash money. You, like, also just, like, took over, like, the singing. Like, like, and, like, last time I told you, like, I didn't know they had other, like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't actually know they had other female singers down here because you was on all the hip-hop songs. Yeah. With, like, from Weeby to everyone. So, like, so, like, what happened when you left Cash Money? You just, like, like, it just went to the studio and just went hard? Right, like, what happened? Well, when I left them, you know, I didn't want to stop. Because at one point, I had got depressed when I left because I felt like I made the wrong decision because he kept telling me not to leave. And, you know, when you're young, I'm, I got a mind of a 17-year-old, so I'm not thinking. I remember my baby daddy, Dola White, told me, look, you need to stay with cash money because that's where the money at. My mama, stay with cash money because that's where the money at. But all I was thinking about, I told that motherfucker I wanted a call. You know, just being very ignorant. And he was going to buy the call. Like, baby did everything for me. And it was like, he said, if you leave again, I ain't fucking with you. I used to always leave and come back, leave and come back. He got tired of that shit. He was only 17. Yeah, I was 17. <laughs> but he don't, he don't. When I be talking today, he be acting as though I'm still 17. They don't think I'm a, a fucking woman that's 44 now. They still think I'm a little girl. Because I remember bringing my daughter to go see them. Because my daughter was a... Uh... <laughs> this girl here. Yeah. And by the way, but Wait, the dog okay. behind you. No, right no, now. but listen. Okay, so let me let me clean it up. Slim wanted to hear my daughter, and he wanted to. He was like, "You uh, you gonna come with us? Cause we, cause they was thinking about messing with her, you know, for his music." Like working with Fifth or Weeby as well, every other bounce legend. Like, what's your greatest of like, memory of him? Oh man, not not a dog moment with him. Uh, laughing, uh, just telling jokes, uh. Man, we were just was an entertainer and just funny. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, that's what I really miss about oh, we be And, you know, we be really, we be at my back too. Like, he used to be going hard for me too. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, as a kid, mm -hmm. I didn't know what mainstream music was and stuff. You couldn't tell me that you wasn't just as big as Mary J to me. Because uh, in New Orleans, you hear, like, every time you turn the radio on or anything, you heard your voice. Yeah. Anybody ever rolled through New Orleans and heard Q93, it's at a time that you was on the radio more than Lil Wayne and everyone. Yeah, and it's crazy because people, cause people really be like, they be really thinking I have more than what I really have. And that's okay. But, you know, they be like, you been, shouldn't have made it. You been, you been, you been. Because, like, I feel like some of my songs are so timeless where... I still get gigs off those songs. So they be like, well, bitch, what happened with you? And I be like, girl, it's still not too late. Like, maybe God is going to put me in a whole nother direction. Like, I'm not, that was the past. I needed to learn. I needed to grow. I needed to find out who I was for as a, a woman. And I needed to be with my children. Baby used to be like, why you never had your children? They used to be asking me that. I was so busy running wild and running the streets. My mom used to be helping me with my kids. <laughs> so... Being in the music industry for over 20 plus years. Yeah. Now, what do you enjoy most about it? And what do you actually hate about it? I love the performances. I love performing. I give my all. I don't give a fuck if it's three people in the audience. I love it. 
Uh, what else I like? I like making music. It's nothing for me to come up with songs. Fiend just told me, he was like, you are the quickest person to come up with music. I said, I know. But it just like being in my head. Like, I'm like, you ever heard Mike Michael Jackson say that? Like, he can't sleep because it's coming in his head. And sometimes, like, when I'm in a re relaxed state, all kind of vibes and stuff be coming on my head. My daughter could tell you. I just take my recorder out. And if I come up with something, I just, I just record it and I use it for a later date. You know, but uh, I answered your question. Yeah. <laughs> it's what you hate about it. Oh, let me tell you what I hate. I hate that women don't have the same equal opportunity as men. Y'all doing the same job, but they will want to pay a woman less and pay a man more. I hate it. I hate that it's male dominant. I hate that they try to. It, it only could be one woman. I hate that. I feel like it should be more diverse. I feel like just like they have a lot of niggas talking about sucking dick and they dick and all that. So girls got the right to talk about their pussy. You know, because they be doing, oh, they doing stripper music. But y'all been doing banging and gang banging and drug dealers and dopes and, you know what I'm saying? Like y'all been doing that for years too. So I just hate that it's one-sided and the, the, the other thing that I hate is when they trying to sleep with you and you trying to work. I hate that shit. I hate when I'm at the studio and somebody called me to go and it's like, I've been liking you. So I'll be like, what the fuck you going to You got a ticket. You, you got a ticket to greatness if you fuck with me. But you don't get a free pass because you like me. Bitch, where's my money? I, I charge for this hook. You know what I'm saying? So it's just crazy that that's what I, I really hate that. And um, I hate that they're pitting the females against each other. I hate that. And uh, I, I I just hate people that don't handle the business. It always be talk, 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 talk. You know what I'm saying? I like people to move in action because I'm a person that move in action. You know. Gotcha. So, you know, you have, you right now you have one my daughter that makes music. And you have... A nephew. Nephew that makes music. So, like, how does it feel to actually see like, your daughter make music? And how does it feel to actually see one like, reflection of your brother making music? Let me tell you something. It is God's gift, bro. When I tell you, when people always tell me they say shit like you been should have made it, I be like, you don't get it. I made it. Look what, look what I'm bringing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I look at my kids and I look at my nephew. I'm like, damn, maybe my work that I did made it, will make it easy for them. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, they be make, they all bring me back to life. Because as soon as they say, oh, she was the first girl to cash money, or she was this, she was that, the first thing they want to do, where's she at? Because <laughs> everybody be thinking the first girl was uh, Magnolia Shorty, but it actually was me. I was the first girl for years before another girl even came. And actually, I didn't want no other girls to come over to I'm about to say, we got to jump a little bit in that, like a little two-minute story in there. Like, <laughs> how did you feel when Cash Money signed at Magnolia Shorty? And like, how, and like, how was your relationship at the beginning? Oh, me me and me and Shorty was real cool. We was real, real, real cool. Um, It's a lot of girls that come around and they look up to me. And I think she was one of them that kind of looked up to me. And I think at the time that I wasn't, like, mature enough to even kind of understand that. Like, because I was a girl. I was catty. Like, you know, she don't know what she want. You know. 
But we became, you know, not besties, but we became great friends, like working for us, like music. And I wanted to see her. I wanted to see her blow bigger than me. Especially when she came out with Smoke and Gun. I was like, oh, this bitch got it. Let's go. That's, that's what my head was. If it wasn't going to be me, let it be her. Because I wanted to see somebody else that was from here that could blow, you know, big as well, you know. And, like, do you find it crazy, like, as soon as a person dies, if they just get, like, that worldwide attention, if it, if a person been, like, like, urgent for, for, like, so many years? Yeah, that's crazy. I saw that when Nipsey Hussle died, like, nobody wasn't really on his music. Well, he was, he was kind of, he still was popular. He was just at the peak. He was the at moment. the peak, but they wasn't checking for him. Right. Just like they wasn't checking for All Set. Not All Set. Which one that Take passed off. away? Take All. Right. I'm talking about when they did the solo album. Right. And then when he passed, everybody. everybody I just think that's phony. Like, love people while they're here. Give people their flowers while they're here. Congratulate people. Like, all that is simple things. That's not like you're giving somebody money. Like, congratulate them. Tell them, oh, you did good or whatever. Like, you're going to, you know, when you pay it forward, you're going to get it back. You know? Facts. So tell us. Well, I got this. I got this question before we get to that, what's your message to younger females that want to get into the music industry? Keep your legs closed, straight up. Because I feel like once you start mixing the business and the pleasure, I just feel like dudes lose respect for you. You know what I'm saying? They be saying they love you and all this and that, that, that. But when you mix that, it don't work. I tried it. I tried it with my baby daddy, Kenny. 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 He had candy coated records. Didn't work. You understand what I'm saying? So. Keep your mind on your business. If you got to go to get you a job to kind of like pay for your videos, pay for your makeup, whatever you need to do, do what you need to do until you could get yourself in a good position. But like fucking these niggas, your pussy is sacred. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't do it. Like I just wouldn't. Nice. So tell us actually, all right, what's next for you? Mm. Man, I got all kind of shit going on. I'm like a momager, <laughs> an overseer. <laughs> I'm in school. I am uh, went to school for medical billing and coding. Um, I'm doing that because I want to own some coding companies, you know, but I know I got to be a student for what I want to do. Uh, um, I wrote a book. It's called I'm Stronger and Wiser Now. You can go on Amazon.com and get it. I'm talking about my life with music, everything that I've been through, and the juicy stories and stuff about cash money. Uh, and also I have a second book that's dropping called, uh, Morning Affirmations and Inspirations for the Soul. So I'm really kind of into that. Like I was telling you earlier, I like talking about manif manifestation. I like, uh, calling money in and cause all those things are energy. So I just kind of wrote about it because I like to practice what I preach and I don't want to be saying certain things and you don't think that I'm doing it. So I just put it all in a little book and it's like a little journal too. You can write down your your thoughts on, write down. I also talk about mirror work when girls need to like look in the mirror and tell yourself they love, I love you, I love you self. You know what I'm saying? And I also talk about like how the, the eyes are the windows to the soul where you can start believing. If you don't believe that you love yourself, like if you keep repeating it and you keep believing is going to come into fruition in your subconscious mind. So I talk a lot about that in my second book, uh, uh, Morning Affirmations, Inspirations for the Soul. 
Uh, and it's Trishel Miss T Williams. My book is under. It ain't. It ain't under my stage name. Legendary Miss T. Um, what else I got? What else I got, Queen? I'm working with Quisha. We we ain't do that yet. Well, I'm working with my daughter. I'm working with my nephew. Uh, I'm really about to get into artist development with artists and uh, maybe like consultation with artists. I want to do it because the psychic girl told me that I was going to be a manager, but I know I was a whole artist. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that shit. <laughs> but just a, All the different personalities, huh? Huh? The mayor. What am I say? Oh, I gave the mayor a copy, so I'm waiting for her to sign it, but she's going to sign it in front of me. We're just trying to get the date or whatever with that. Um, uh, I got a podcast called True Tea Podcast, but I have to get it back up and running. Um, What else? I said everything, Queen? Yeah, that's about it for right now. But don't forget to go get my book, I Am Stronger and Wiser Now, on Amazon or Barnes & Nobles. Get that. And my second book that's coming out. Uh, morning affirmations and inspirations for the soul, and also I'm I always I'm always working on music in my head. Like Nolazine, you're watching Nolazine. Mm -hmm. You know, like I just be in my head driving music come in my head. Like I'm I am music. <laughs> we gonna start Nolazine at the beginning with Nolazine. You're watching Nolazine. Hey, ooh, ooh, yeah, tune in. I'm going to hide the music too. <laughs> Wait, what are you going to say? <laughs> he got all, he gave me all kinds of skits. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, Miss T has brought her daughter in. Yeah. in case she got a nigga. She got a song for everything. Queasy the flyest girl at the 504. What's up, y'all? So, tell us. <laughs> tell us the journey that you had to deal with. This young lady right here, all oh, the way to let me say, I just, was telling, I just was telling somebody about her uh, the other day, how she went to fucking college and wanted to do textile and design. Me and her daddy bought uh, sewing machines to sew. This girl had about four fucking sewing machines. Ask him, did she use any one of them? I tried. Do you still have them? No. No. <laughs> I thought you were well, okay, so to be honest, uh, music has always been my passion, but I, like I told you in our interview, I didn't want to be in the shadow of my parents. And I knew that the expectation for me was going to be through the roof. So I guess for in, in so many words, I kind of resisted it. So I did go to college. Um, I wanted to design clothes. I wanted to market clothes. I wanted my own business. I still was successful at that. This is my shirt, She Hustle. Okay, this is my brand. Um, it's trademark. So I still do merchandise. It's just, I feel like music can open the door to make that even bigger. You can sell more stuff. I can sell more you stuff. You can fix the brand. When I'm a, a superstar, I can sell you anything. Okay, let's go back. Okay. I didn't even know she wanted to be a superstar. <laughs> this girl never came to me and told me she wanted to do music. Let me tell you what she used to do. She used to get performances, like she'll be performing or singing somewhere and be like, oh, I'm singing that artist thing. Uh, I want you to hear our sound. But never was like, ma, 
I'm ready to do music. Never. All right, let me tell y'all why. <laughs> I was I'm trying to go live for content purposes. My mama was like, I don't want you to be in the music industry. I don't want you to the music industry ain't this and it ain't that. So I was a little discouraged and I didn't know how to, you know, like go about it. Like I knew I wanted to, I didn't know what I wanted to do because I know how to sing. I was in a choir when I was in middle school. Hey, no, you, tell them I mean, who you used to, sing, no, but telling them how, tell, <laughs> no, tell them how you used to be, uh, Rapping like you was fucking Lil Wayne and Nicki Minaj. She had the pink hair and everything. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> oh yeah, that make me cry. And this used to be, and this used to be rapping. She used to be going hard. But let me tell y'all who she really, really, really like. Fucking Kevin Gates. Oh my God. Dry. That's my favorite. That's my favorite rapper. Lil Wayne and Kevin Gates are my favorite male rapper. Then my mama, Nicki Minaj. So, oh God bless my uncle's soul. We was in the shop. Nothing but fire records. Shout out to Seth. Shout out to my uncle. And um, I don't know where I was coming from. I think I was coming from school and he was playing Kevin Gates. So I'm rapping like, if a bitch bad with a thick ass with dick out while she talking. And he like, you rapping that? Like, you know how to rap. Like, you really rapping. So I knew it was inside of me, but that just gave me like the green light to go. Because everybody seen it in me. I just was like afraid. And when he kind of was like, yeah, I was like, Bam. Wait, tell, your, tell him how your daddy used to throw you in the studio. <laughs> My she daddy be, too. When she I was, was like, in a bottom mic and, and wouldn't do nothing. Right. When Stay. I was like 10, 10 and 11 years old, my daddy tried to get me to like sing. And I was like, no. They, but that's what I'm saying. Think about it. Like, I'm 10, I'm 11, I want to be a kid. And I'm a kid again. And they like, go to the studio, rap, sing. So, actually, for all the, you know, about the new people, if we haven't saw your interview or your interview, Tell him who your daddy is and actually what he's famous for. <laughs> so my daddy is the legendary Dolomite. He have a hit single called Hustler, Hustler. Here we come. Hustler, Hustler, Red Room. So, that's... so I was just in the Ace actually when the song was on. I was on side of And I was telling my partner, I said, it took me time I got older. What you talking about with the Red Room? <laughs> like, Wait, I ain't even. What is he talking about in the room? I don't know. know if he was talking about this, but but a, but a newer artist made a song called Red Rum. It's really backwards for murder. Oh, so I don't know if he was actually talking about that. But I said I think he talked about this between New Orleans. We don't condone violence. <laughs> we don't condone violence. violence. But so no. But my baby daddy never was like into like gang stuff and all that. Like right. he had like a look like a like he was a rapper, boss so, rapper. And so why you think he said Red Rum though? That was the record label. That was the record okay. label. The name yeah. of his Carry record up. label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the record label was Ray Rum Records at the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's how that went. But Dolomite never was out there like in the okay. street, a gangster or nothing like that. He was like a a regular like... Love you, Dad. <laughs> he never was out there like that. I mean, he had the image of like he looked it, but... He, he never, yeah. But that's, he a, that's the industry. Yeah, that was it's an image. Like, rapping is more so of an image. Yeah. But, like, you know, but these brand new kids think, like, you gotta be like that now. But no, you don't. You don't. You don't. Yeah, because, like, you know, back in the day, like, if it's that movies of kind of like, you know, if exposing rappers, like, man, we don't really live like that, but, you know, these kids think they gotta be like NBA Young Boy. Wait, right. so tell, excuse me, why I'm Belgian? I don't know, your nose look all day on fleek. My, no, my nails? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Tell them about uh, how you started. Like, when you came up to me talking about you want to go to the studio. 
God was looking at her like, you won't go to the studio. What is she talking about? So, um, I, I feel like once my uncle passed, because at first I was modeling. I was like doing runways and shows. Once my uncle Pookie passed, it just showed me that life wasn't to be taken for granted mm -hmm. and that you literally are here today, gone tomorrow. And I was like, I'm no longer wasting my time doing things that I, I know I don't want to do. Uh, so once, I don't know, it put, uh, you can ask, when L get up here, you can ask L, L.A. at heart. That's my cousin, my Uncle Pookie's son, first son. That's, I'm his favorite cousin. I got to put that on the Oh, record. Lord. I'm his favorite cousin. I hope, I hope he said it on the camera. Oh, he better say that on the camera. Um, we just, I don't know, like when my Uncle Pookie passed, it put a battery in my back to just go do what I said I wanted to do and I knew I wanted to rap. I just didn't know how to go about it and she was like asking me what I wanted for Christmas. <laughs> so I was like, what I wait, but go back and tell them how our Christmas thing is. You get a little personal. Tell them how we how we give we uh we give the gifts like we we pick names and we give gifts. So me and, and she always give the cheapest fucking gift. Sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> Do the five below. Uh, yeah, one dollar everything. She be like, I want an iPhone, this and that. You go get her all that. She go buy you a twenty dollar so fucking roll. So your your birthday gift was cheap. My birthday gift was a nine hundred or eight hundred dollars. It was a nine hundred dollars MCL. But see, she upgraded though, so that was good. And yeah, but probably after years, you telling her about herself, huh? No, I used to tell her no. First of all, during these times I was in college. So if you've been in college, you can relate. It was on college budget. Exactly. She should have been happy. All right, so go back and tell them what happened. So you was like, I won't go to the studio. And I was like. So I was like, I won't go to the studio. Book me studio time. That's what I want for Christmas. And she was like, I'm not doing it if you're not serious. <laughs> so what I was doing my last year at LSU, I was um, recording Queen Mixes. So Queen Mixes is just these freestyles that I do off of popular beat. That's what my song, I Got Niggas That Everybody Is Talking About. That's where that came from. I literally take the beats that of the songs that's popping and I just freestyle on them. So I just started doing the queen mixes. I got my little brother Trey Sean. Shout out Trick or Trey. Wait, you 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 missing the point? What? You missing the thing? It was like, so you laid up there. I told you if you want to go to the studio, I said write a song. I told you to write a song. I said show me you can write before, a song. Before I even could write the song, you had to see that I really wanted to do it. The queen yeah. mixes. The queen mixes got you on board. Okay, okay, okay. So I started doing the queen mixes in the freestyle, posting them on YouTube, YouTube, and posting them on my Instagram. And she was like, okay, um, R.I.P. Paulus. She booked it with my engineer. That was my very first engineer, Paulus. Um, and it's just been up from, from, from that point forward. So, moving forward. <laughs> so, how did this happen that, you know, you was introduced to Fiend and actually working with Fiend? God! It's like, <laughs> nah, but God, for real. Um, <laughs> you want to leave that story for someone else or you want can't leave the store for no some of the This is the biggest. The biggest media company in the South. Um, no, let's sell it. All right, let's okay, okay, it. okay. So, tell them you ran to Atlanta because you oh, thought. Oh, my God. Yeah, tell them. So, I was living in Atlanta to pursue my passions. Um, <laughs> and. It was just I, a lot going it on. It was a lot going on. It was a lot going on. And I had came It wasn't home. how you thought because people was think, telling, they be telling people. And that's why I want her to share this story. They be like, you go to Atlanta and you just gonna blow. It's yeah, the a lot of people think that. And it's the same work you got to put up. It's actually here. harder. It's, all, it's actually harder. Like, I actually go back and forth to Atlanta. I'm very connected to Atlanta. And basically, people know all this thing that you just gonna go out there and get popping. 
but which they not about to help you because there's because there's a million artists that they try to stick at their friends they went to high school and like, they very diverse because yeah. they got New York they got, I didn't met so many every people from New York there. every city every out city. there everybody trying to get the same thing you get right you know but she went out there and she had a little experience or whatever so she came back she learned and then when yeah and then when she came back she was like oh I'm not worrying about music anymore so what I'm gonna do is. <laughs> The plan was... What you saying? What you was going to do? I I'm going to go back to school. I had one more year because y'all were sleeping on me. Sleeping on me. Now I'm following my dreams. They were sleeping on me. So I was like, I'm going to just go back to school and, and get my master's, master's degree because I work in education outside of music. Uh, and what happened? And what she I was said? like, wait, hold up. No, say that. I'll be saying it. She, be like, <laughs> she was like, hold up. You about to give up? All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me do one more thing. <laughs> Before you give up, hold on, let me make a phone call, make a phone call. So you have in my head like, you should have been made these phone calls. But she made the phone call, which was, you know, to Fiend, and the rest is history. So, before we go forward with that, <laughs> people going to ask this question, like, you know, with the cash money, like, people didn't know that cash money and, like, No Limit, or Big Boy got along, because Fiend signed a Big Boy and, and No Limit. And Rough Riders. And Rough Riders. No, 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 I'm just saying. Shout out to Fiend. Well, I'm brother. Big boy and can't and on no limit because both of them really didn't work with cash money. But we all but, had go ahead. How did you how did you meet Fiend and like build a relationship with Fiend? Well I met Fiend um around the big boy time. Okay. Remember? So I met him there and then like if I see him, you know, all of us wasn't beefing like that. You know, Mill wasn't with no limit and everything too. So when I see him, they always embraced him, embrace me. The ones that they, you know, you got they got talent and you know, when people got talent, you got talent and all that, like it just be like a kumbaya moment, you know what I'm saying? But he liked me, like just being a friend, like we was just cool, like me and ex, just being a friend, we was like just cool, brother. like a big brother. And my um, uncle. Yeah. Uncle Fee. Uncle Fee. We just had and him on the show. And look, he, he, he knew my story, he knew what I've been through and everything. And, um, you know, we just became cool and became tight. Like we, and, and, and the reason why he wanted my mentor is because he calms me the fuck down. And not even fussing with me, be like, you know what, shorty? You got to get out your own way. <laughs> and I was like, brother, you know what? You right. right. You know what I'm saying? So we've been cool for like, this ain't no this ain't no friendship like two years. I mean like years, yes. decade, you know. So I bought him first. I bought Ellie, L, L Hart over there. Bought him over there. He listened to him, blah, 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 blah. He was giving us advice and stuff like that. So... And then what, like a year or so, then I bought her. But I wasn't even thinking about bringing her because we had the deal with Aubrey. We was working with Aubrey. And uh, no, we can talk about that, but we don't got to, well, you know. But yeah, we had the deal with Aubrey. I'm not well. trying to, this, this is where I'm at with it. We had a situation. It did not pan out. It didn't pan out. We're so, in a better situation. Yeah. It's panning out. And I'm looking forward to uh, an amazing future. Good, you did that. But that's what I'm saying. So we paid, we... So, but I didn't listen. But no, listen, 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 listen. I didn't know that this situation was going to be the right situation. Because, see, I'm connected with him. But I always used to be talking to him about me and what I'm doing. And then, like, I had, like, an a, a R&B album that I put out before the pandemic. And it kind of got, like, shelved. I used my own money. But it got shelved because it was the pandemic and I couldn't really work it the way I wanted, wanted to. So he got on my album. You know, I asked him to get on. He got on. He asked me to come do. Like we are real, real friends. I really consider him one of my good friends in the industry. 
So now he's working with Queen. They working together, and she have a single call. This that designer pussy. Oh, this that the pussy on ugly gooey, and he wanna do it to me. Hey, so yeah. you got it. <laughs> Because if you want to hear the rest, go download it. It's on all yeah. streaming platforms. Get your platforms. streaming money, girl. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's So that. I'm kind of good about that collab. I think we did good on that. We all, me and her always been close. We have our little ups and downs and all that, but we always been close since she was a young girl. So I just try to kind of keep that relationship with my kids and stuff like, because so that's important. Glad you said that because we got close enough because like you have other kids. Just one. Once. Okay. A brother. A brother. I have a brother, Treshawn. But how many okay. kids you thought I had? I thought you had more. <laughs> That's all right though, cause I still have a chance to have two more. They hate me saying it. Still a chance to have two more. Two more kids. Cause like we, I'm about to. You know what? Go ahead. Do your thing. No, but this is what I'm saying. I don't care if I'm 60 and my child 20. I'm still living. See, that's what people gotta understand. Yeah. I guess the burden be is gonna be on. Yeah, you, you, you got to watch it. Yeah. You got to watch both of them. That's not true. <laughs> I'm a healthy woman. Well, so let me say this. Um, We have the Designer Pussy remixes coming out. Like I said earlier, it's a collab of getting the women together. We are bringing a new, fresh energy for the upcoming female artists. Just upcoming artists, period, in New Orleans. Of us collaborating and getting together. I don't know where y'all, the older Tell folks. To take my picture with my phone. Back in my mama day where y'all don't um get together, but we are. What? We are Say that again. We changing the narratives. We could work together and be as one. Wait, get us on video work. real quick. Say that again. I don't know where y'all messed up at. And we're glad this interview wrote. We're just going to rule it. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know where y'all messed up at where y'all. Because one of my things, and this is where I want to give Fiend his flowers. I always spoke about the older generation paying it forward to the young She people. always said that. And nobody kind of understood what I was saying. He was like, y'all got to work for it. Y'all got to work for it. But do y'all know when we blow, y'all blow, the opportunities we have makes it bigger for y'all too. So I appreciate Fiend for paying it forward and believing in me and seeing that I was actually serious and putting the work in. So yeah. But you know what? I mean, this is my thing for the older artists. You have to understand it's the time you're getting older. Like, come on now. So you, you have to move. Yeah, you got to move into other uh, things that you want to do. Not saying that you got to give up music. But at the same time, you could be helping somebody else get in that space. You know what I'm saying? And I could see my daughter being like a Carly B or bigger. I could see my nephew being like a Jay-Z or bigger. I mean, I just have high ex expectations for them. But the reason why I feel that way is because I'm, and then I'm a given person, but I, I feel that way because I have faith and I believe that, you know, God put people in your life. Like my, like I had my baby, but my baby was destined to do something. Kusha is destined to do something. Oh my God, you just and said Kusha. Queen Queasy. <laughs> Girl, why they gonna laugh at her? You know, so, and then I love that I raised a mature, classy, ratchy, bougie daughter. Boogetto. Boogetto. Yeah, that's how I get it. So, they really be laughing at me. <laughs> we have the four whole family in here. Yeah. Nah, they had the whole family. This ain't the whole family. family. Well, the whole family can't fit on so. Yeah. But to, you know what? The trip out about it, people just like, they'll look at us and be like, oh, they the ones talented. The whole family like talented. Like, we just were the ones who was bold enough and crazy enough 
to enter the music industry. I got so many little cousins that really could blow, like really could sing. It's crazy. So, what's your story about him? Because this is definitely going in his interview. <laughs> so, like, what is y'all, you know, stories of seeing him grow as one of the music artists? I think just watching him take uh, the business part, like, he's more of a businessman than an artist. He's more about the knowledge, learning the ins and outs of the industry and the longevity of making sure that we don't ever have a situation where we have to, like, sue a company or we getting lowballed. He, like, do it right the first time. Like, that's his whole mindset. Like, do it right the first time so we don't have to do it over. I'm just proud. Like, he, he a student, like, in the industry that he want to be in, so... He really, like, take the time. Like, I learned a lot from him. Like, he just take the time to go, okay, so this is what I got to go do? Well, let me go dig into that. Okay, I got to go do this? Well, let me dig into that. Like, he learned every step of the way. He going to learn about BMI. He going to learn about publishing. He going to learn about this show over here. He going to, like, he really take the time to dissect everything. And that's why I know he going to be great. Because some people just want to get into music and just want to do it. But he actually do the work. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I like about my nephew. But I didn't even know he wanted to rap either. <laughs> How you started rapping? Your daddy? Nah, like I said, it was really y'all always had us around it. Now. Yeah, I know we had y'all around it, but yeah. you ain't never said, I want to do a... Yeah, I don't know. He wrote, a, he wrote a song for me called Timothy. Yeah. I can't wait till we really do it over. And... Yeah. Are you going to sing on it? I'm rapping, so I'm rapping, rapping and singing on it, okay. yeah. But actually, that's a that's an interesting story because that's how I started really developing my pen. You know what I mean? Um, my dad. What I had told you, I was like, write me a song about my baby daddy. Purple, uh, purple, purple. No, not baby daddy, but yeah. a man messing with Ain't another Ain't no purple, man. we rolling. <laughs> Look what I said. Write a song about a man messing yeah. with another man. Yeah. And he came up with it, Timothy. Yeah. Timothy yeah. is in love with Jim, man. Yeah, so, but I, we you never just, released it. <laughs> no, but it, I mean, what that was a couple of years ago? Yeah, that was like 2017. But that's what I'm saying. It was a, it was a. No, but let me tell you though, when yeah. my brother, brother was in the hospital, he linked us up. Right. Like we, we are, we, you know, we can, but right. he kind of connect us together for as, you know, the music right. and writing and stuff like that. Yeah, cause that's always been my auntie. I always knew. That's my auntie Twilly, you know. I remember one time you gonna tell me, I just wanna work with you. I was like, I'm your fucking auntie. Yeah. Like your real auntie. Yeah, like, like, yeah. I don't like my every one of them, you know, auntie, auntie. You know, I know I'm a little superstar, but yeah. but I don't like my family doing me that because I'd be like, I'm your fucking family. Yeah. The fuck is you talking about? Yeah, like, like a fan. Man, whatever happens in life, I just But look, I'm you. a fan. You know what I'm yeah, but I'm they like, do, I'm they a, do he ain't the only one they do to me. Yeah. But you know, I know you be so bad. I'd be like, you my fucking I'm a student, you know what I'm saying? So I had to show that respect. But also, like I said, the music is what made us closer. You did? Yeah. Like, my dad, they always had a tight relationship. But I used to talk to her way more than I talked to my auntie, you feel right. me? Right. But we started talking more once we started working on music. And it mm -hmm. was like, my dad, I remember he called me. It's probably like a few days before he passed. But he was just telling me, man, I really want you to start working with your auntie. She got some songs, you know, link up with it, start writing, right? So that's what we did. And from there... We I did Full Pack. Yeah. I, say, I got a chance to connect with Full Pack. You know what I mean? Because they heard that song. It was like, 
how the hell he did that? You know what I'm saying? And shout out to Big Fest, you know what I mean? Don Juan, that's my big brothers. Like, they saved my life, you know what I'm saying? Just my idea. Just, just I didn't even know camera. that you wanted to I want to say this. Like, yeah. I think y'all should put a family album together. Yeah. Add your dad on there. We have, have one. Up. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> we had, before my uncle passed, we did a, okay. a album called water. Blood, Thicker Than Water. This is like, that was my first time and in the studio as a... Yeah, but y'all yeah. actually grew... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, as yeah, artists and y'all more know so I think it would be like perfect timing to end this out in what I like is that you know it's crazy because you think that they don't watch you this motherfucker be watching me cause I just saw her perform this week at the Ace Hotel where I saw you at this motherfucker sounded like me on the stage <laughs> confident like a motherfucker I was like wow mm -hmm. I ain't gonna lie the first time I saw her perform mm -hmm. when they, like they introduced her as Miss t Dog. so in my mind I'm thinking she about to go up there and sing and do something. It was not what I expected. I right. said, it just, I was like, I'm appalled. Yeah. But hey, she doing her. She's being Cause, hurt. Because people don't understand that I was more of a singer than anything. When I got with Baby and them, they the one told me to mix the bounce rap with it. It was like, because I, when I was rapping, I was like, I don't know what to do. I was, I was sounding like a hard nigga. It was like, you sounding like the brat. <laughs> That's what that was Baby said. And Slim and Baby was like, why don't you, you sing, why don't you switch that up and just make that into your style? And that's what I did. So that's why I be sing rapping, you know, because they really like my singing. And you don't get your flowers for that. You been singing and rapping. I been singing. I been doing it before Drake and Missy Elliott. That's a fact. <laughs> I have. Wait, one thing I want to say about my cousin is he create opportunities. Like one of the things we always say when we have conversation is we can't get through the front door. I'm going to go through the side. He's going to go through the window. So we have been... We're going to get through the door. Right. We're going to get through the door no matter what. We've been very adamant about stamping, making sure that we get the respect that we deserve in the industry and that we get those opportunities that we feel like we deserve because I know y'all see us now when shit is bubbling, but this been in yes. the works. We've been and putting, I, putting in the work right, for and years. I like, and I like the fact that L.A. Say your name because I be saying it wrong. Girl. That's your name. You got to know that name. No, I know his real name. You got to know the rap name too. No, we call him We call him L. You know I know all that. But the L, I be getting the L.A. Me stuck because it be sounding like California. Yeah. But L.A. is for Louisiana. No, it's not. What is for? I just told you. Oh, I forgot. But no, let me tell you though. Purple. He's very different. Let me tell her what it's for, right? Well, go ahead. LA means peace. You know what I'm saying? To okay. Bring, to bring peace, you know, to bring calm. That's what that means, yeah. What I like about L is his lyrics. It's like, he not talking about, I'm going to murder a nigga and, you know, I'm going to beat you up. And it ain't none of that. It's like, he make you think. It's like you say, I bring the beef like barbecue. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just make you, you're like, oh, he cold. And that's what really makes somebody unique. That's what make him unique because he don't even curse because my little niece told him she don't like him cursing. Right. So and that's dope. That's, that's, all I, that's, like. that's all the way it was. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm about to prophesy like baby. He about to be... He's going to let live, He huh? different. I'm telling you, like, he just different. Oh, but like, on his chest. You know, Wayne shot him out. Yeah, but this is the thing, though. You need, you need diversity. You need different stuff. You don't need... If they got a hundred million fucking rappers talking about drugs and killing and all that, it's only going to be like a certain amount of them going to make it. I put my nephew, and 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 I ain't bragging, but I'm bragging, like a J. Cole, Jay-Z. I swear to God, like up there. 
I received that. <laughs> and then Quisha gonna be on Cardi B level or bigger. I'm speaking it. Straight up. And it's gonna happen. And it's gonna happen. It's and happening. We are in real time. We manifesting our purpose. It's not even we. We not speaking as as we the next upcoming. We are here already. Actually, this Ooh. question: Have y'all ever been on one on an interview all together? No, this, this is the first. This is the first exclusive. Yeah, this is the first. That's the first. And but see, they got the, the, you know what trippy out. They got to calm me down because I just say whatever I want. Well, you should be the IT other mom. Yeah, but no, but listen though. <laughs> okay. But they teaching me media training. Cause I will wear purple. And cash money never told you that. Nah, you know what I mean? but what I was telling you was, baby, them was like learning on their own. They was learning. Yeah. I was learning too, so we really didn't know. Like I was really like the first girl. Like just imagine being with guys that's like twenty something. I'm a teenager. They don't really know what the fuck they're doing. They're like, okay, we gonna do this well. We gonna do this well. And then when it worked, then they're like, oh, all right, we gonna do this well. You know what I'm saying? Like right. they were taking baby steps. Like, they didn't know, but they was making, like, when they was picking them songs, boy, they were making what? some good songs. But you learned the game 20 years plus, yeah. and now it's got Miss T management. <laughs> but look, to be Miss T management. Why are you trying to make me be a manager? I appreciate you speaking your mind, though, you know what I'm saying? Because in well, the game, a lot of people don't really speak on how they feel and what it really is. So that is needed. But, you know, it just makes But sense. I do like y'all giving yeah. me purple. Yeah. Cause I tell too much. I talk a lot. Yeah, you gotta balance it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But never like feel to yourself. Don't so give I, everything. Yeah, you know, never live. Yeah. But I'm loving the and way they roll. If we're talking about business, business, right? We can't have these lawsuits. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You, you feel what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, we just have the certain things we could tell her history. We could tell my mom history, but we cannot get sued. And it's not yet. And, and, <laughs> and. Did I tell you that we, we try to make, we go correct so we don't have to make corrections down the line? Like, yeah. nah. And, you know what I'm saying? I just feel like it's not good to badmouth people in interviews. Yeah, I'm learning that. Look, sometimes I do no, no, but y'all know me. You could chop yeah. clips and make it something. Yeah, they can make it. You could be trying to explain and, something. And also, you know, in defense of, you know, some of the interviews. Mm-hmm. They have other media companies take those people interviews and chop it to something else. They did you though. Or they always. Man. That's what I'm saying. Like all of. So I. But all the ones could have been on documentary. I'm like, how the hell I get on there? <laughs> I'm moving more into R&B, central soul, like Anita Baker, or whatever. Right. That's what I really want to do now. So I don't feel the need to bash anyone. I don't have to. You're in a happy place. I'm in a happy place. <laughs> and I yeah, have tell these. Her, tell her, tell her. You know what? I got my family. And they holding it down, and that's good enough for me. Like, I'm not... The first time on Nola's in the whole... Well, not the whole family. Yeah. Part of the family. Yeah. The superstars. <laughs> and, like, more to come. Yeah. I love it, though, because they really, like, be supporting. Like, we be like, Ellie, Ellie, um, Essence. What y'all gonna do? Girl, meet me over here. Meet me over here. Meet me over here. We all be linking up to go watch him or watch her. I love it. So, like, I'm like, at y'all fan reunion, so, like, everybody gonna perform? <laughs> Yep. Uh, we didn't have a family reunion yet. Wait, we do it. <laughs> no, but we was about to perform at JJ. Remember when I performed at JJ Wedding? They was about to get on the mic too. It's coming soon. It be the little competition. You gotta throw the family reunion. Probably so. <laughs> I'm like the matriarch. I think I'm gonna take my grandma on all position. You know that woman that keep everything together? That's you. Yeah, that that probably be me. Misty management. Especially in my <laughs> Why is everybody trying to keep me? company here on here on Olazine and also his interview <laughs> we're gonna make you a manager y'all want to say it together 
that? You are watching Nola Zine. You finish? Oh, you got more to say. We good. You, you finish your yeah, Instagram and everything? Yeah. yeah they my babies. I got to watch over that. And then they grown, but I be making sure, like, I was looking for, where's L? Oh, L left. Da, 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 right. Okay, where you at? Oh, I'm going to the. Yeah, and now just, they, they going to get tired of me. I didn't already made a group text. Or it's called the team. So they won't be like, I be hitting them. That's management rules. No, but look, I'm going to be concerts I be seeing, thinking they need to be in, and I'm going to be telling them about it. Oh, yeah. Management. I think we're using the resources that we have available to make the best, and as it's growing, we get more people on board. Because, you know, that's not really her passion. Right. Uh, So we're not going to force her to do nothing she don't want to do. Correct. Well, well, I'm already mama just because you're not about to go out there by yourself. <laughs> I know, but... And I'm like, I'm, I'm manager it. overseer, and I'm just overseer with him because he's just going to call me and be like, T-Day, this is what I got. Yeah. You know, and then I... But I feel comfortable with them being mature adults making their own decision. I like that. But if something is wrong and I don't like it, they know I'm going to address it. Period. Gotcha. Yeah. And last but not least... Tell the world what can you find you on social media and everywhere. Oh man, you could go to legendarymisst.com. You could go to my website and get me. Also, you could DM me on Instagram, the legendary miss T T H E the legendary miss T. One word. Also, I'm on Facebook as Miss T, and on Twitter, I'm a legendary miss T on that also. So you can find me there. But if you really, really want to keep up with me, go to my website, legendarymisst.com. All right. And we done. And we actually appreciate you.